This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, for all of you joining us for Hour 2, we want to thank you for having listened to Hour 1 and still wanted to stay with us oh, Rocco. for another hour. That's classic. That was a classic, <laughs> classic, classic OJ moment. In blonde the, hour. Who knew, who knew where the spelling of peace would get us? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It, it took us, but we, we whoever thought a jigsaw puzzle <clears throat> Alzheimer thing would lie. I mean, now, uh, you know, Lori's I'm glad we got it. the word out about it. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Yeah. No kidding, and we now know we work with Baracko. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Who used to be Donnie, and now is transformed, and then Rocco temporarily, now yeah. he's Baracko. Oh, I like my. it. Yeah, Word. that's what Lori calls you. All uh, right. Okay, so this weekend, I can't remember if it was Saturday or Sunday, when uh, the news came across that Charlie Pride, who... Uh, you know, we just got just to... had been honored at the CMA's yes. country music icon had passed away at the age of 86 from coronavirus. Ooh. And the first thing I thought of besides was, oh, no, super so sad. glad we watched him sing Same. Kiss an Angel. Good morning. So glad but that he got recognized. Yeah. But the second thing I thought of was the damn CMA's gave him the coronavirus. Because it was a month to the day that he I know, died. I know. Four weeks, which right. totally fits everything we know about that stupid virus and what it does. And what is, Marin Morris tweeted something. And I mean, Charlie Pride was just, his influence cannot be underestimated. No, of course uh, not. Because he kind of transcended everything. I mean, he was a superstar in country music, and he crossed over to pop and had twenty nine number one hits between nineteen sixty seven and nineteen eighty. Just second behind Elvis. Yeah, that's for a RCA. Lot. Yeah, he was an amazing guy. But that award show on November eleventh, the CMAs, Marin Morris, and she deleted the tweet. She said, "If the CMAs gave Charlie um, uh, COVID, you know." I don't know, she didn't say a pox on them, but I can't remember what she said, but she since deleted it. But the L.A. Times music critic, uh, Mikkel Wood, the next day in the L.A. Times... After the music festival. Uh, yeah, he did it. He 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 wondered, did, didn't anyone consider the wisdom inviting a man, Charlie Pride's age, 86, into a potentially dangerous environment? And his piece, which was headline... Somehow the CMA Awards recklessly ignored the COVID pandemic during a show devastated by it. That was the headline of the story because in it, you know, he reported that Rascal Flats, Lady A in Florida, Georgia line along the way had tested positive while they were doing rehearsals, but whatever. 
And then the Associated Press pulled out of covering the show regarding what it said were loose constrictions on photo access. Yeah. Like, they didn't like that it seemed too loosey. So either way, images from the show, which we watched, we were like... I remember we talked to him and we were like, nobody was wearing masks. That was just... It was weird. It It was was just a weird setting in the round and everything. They were trying to be safe. But everybody... And, you know, Charlie Pride gets up there. No one... And and apparently, um, then this McHale would also reported that um, announcements were made at every commercial break to please mask up if you walked around and no one ever did. Mm. That came from an insider. And... um, so anyway, but many people were just like massless backstage and, you know, he's like such a nice gentleman and just thinking ever all these tests, but it kind of, this is such a tricky virus. It depends on where you get tested in the, well, in yeah. the process, you know, that's what makes it also difficult. And I know the CMAs feel bad about it because they um, issued a statement and swore up and down and one way down the other. Charlie Pride had got tested like 10 times. It was the CMAs and Charlie Pride's reps. Yeah, I'm sure that no one wants to blame anybody, but All I'm right. blaming the CMAs. Right, That's where that it, it happened, but he decided to go and his family. But I think that this is just the thing, a good example of just, I don't think we can trust this uh, bleeping virus, you know? For, because it's the testing where you, you know what I mean? Like they remember when you and I had potentially the exposure mm-hmm. and they were so glad that we were like testing five days after possibly because they're right like, after the you exposure. don't want to get tested right. too soon. Anyway, I just can't, I feel bad about Charlie. I feel bad for his family, but I do blame the flipping CMAs. Okay. There you go. I just do. All right. So anyway, because he could have been exposed and tested negative, all this stuff. And anyway, it makes me feel bad. He was, you know what I mean? And it was just like the irony of that too. Um, that he goes to be recognized. He should have been recognized, you know, 20 years ago too. That's when bitter Betty, Julia. It took so long. It took so long. I know, Lori. To recognize him. I mean, this is the problem with the kind of like, I want some of these people who still are in their old way of thinking to just think, do better that way. You know, why'd they wait so long? It's like the Grammys and all their BS. Who the hell's running things? (laughs) Apparently, not you. Apparently not. And then we hear, you know, death always happens in three over the weekend. Then John LeCarre passed away, but the Uh, Rona didn't get him. He was so, how old was he? He was 89. He died at his home. It doesn't say anything. But of course, if you ever watch the movie, um, the, the novel he wrote, which is supposedly what inspired Ian Fleming for Bond, the spy who came in from the cold. Yeah, he's a. He and then he wrote all these uh, Tinker Taylor's Taylor, Soldier yeah. Spy, if you yeah. ever saw that movie. And he worked, you know, in British um, intelligence. That's where, Is that where he got his inspiration? Yeah. he And he kind of upended the notion that uh, books that portrayed British intelligence operations as cesspools of ambiguity. He had a very, you know, clear kind of vision for his spy novels, although they could be laborious to read if you ever read one. They looked very long, Lori. I never read a Lacar. 
Or you didn't? Lacare. No, Lacare. How about you, either. Marco? I drove I, a Renault Car though. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> no, you didn't. Uh, I never have, but then so I was reading so many great tributes over the weekend. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? Especially because I'm watching the Americans and I've been yes. kind of getting into spies. Yes. I'm like, that's it. So I found one at the library and I'm going to go one? get it tonight. Um, I bought, there's one that's like a three pack, or, you know, like a, right. a, and one, and it's the spy who came in from the cold, cold okay. and another one that people said, cause I went, usually when I'm new to something, I always Google like, where should I start with John LaCare or whatever. Yeah. And so that's um, where it said. this one said, Hey, these are the two you should start with. And they both come in this, uh, in this, uh, volume that has three, um, novels in it. So I'm going to go get it tonight. And his kind of a groundbreaking thing from his experience of working in British intelligence was that he portrayed both the, um, Western and the Soviet spies as morally compromised cogs in a rotten system full of treachery, betrayal, and personal tragedy. And that had never, you know, to always be more one-sided of a yes, story. Yes, yes, yes. So that's, I mean, that would have given uh, rise to, I mean, you know, Tom Clancy, you know, and other people that write the spy books and our guy Vince Flynn and stuff. Very influential. I liked uh, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. I that never saw that movie. movie. I never saw that movie. I think Gary Oldman is in it. And that other guy that I can't stand. That but only if you actor. like spy movies. You no, know? I know with that little actor. He bugged us. Remember who was the little actor He's, that was in it? Give me another clue. Give he Blondie was little one and he won an award and we were passed. Um, I'm gonna look it up. Tink, he was. He's the main character, I think. But it wasn't Gary Oldman. It, it was someone. No, I was Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. I always thought that was such a great name because you know the children's rhyme or whatever it is. I'm probably getting that wrong. I'm having a blonde Monday. Don't quote Don't, me. Well, we're not quoting you on anything. But I'm just looking for who was in that damn thing. Um, it was Gary Oldman. It was Colin Firth. No, gosh, Colin Firth was in yes. that. That's right. Yes, it was. Well, you'll have to read it or watch that. Was it Gary Oldman that bugged us so Benedict bad? Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, that seems like somebody you wouldn't like. Oh no, no. Oh, no. Really we nice. had a moment with we him. We did. He, <laughs> he quite liked us. He thought we were massively charming. Did you guys watch uh, Sherlock? Never. No, never. We only knew him by his name. His name. And we were... Um, Cumberbitches. Cumberbitches. Okay. <laughs> we really never... It, it must have been Gary Oldman that was bugging me so bad at the be, time. And he did because he, of he, Uma Thurman. Yes. And then he turns out to be, you know, and he's nice. great in Manx. And he wins an Academy Award for the longest... Yeah, he uh, bugged us. He, well, he was... His yeah. personal life bothered us. Yeah, he was a dink. Yep, there we go. Yeah. And, right. you know, maybe he's not anymore, but whatever woman he's with right now it's her problem not ours oh love it all right we'll be back with random thoughts you know i saw this story the other day do you ever notice that you know sometimes i wonder what would happen if and now julia's random thoughts he looks like that puppet i don't know he's had cheeky implants it's just random that's all it is all right here is the deal people um today is the 14th it's and it's still a monday that's (laughs) monday Okay, this is a question, a little trivia question. Can anybody name the guy who invented the video game Pong, founded Atari, and founded Chuck E. Cheese? Why would we know that guy? Rocco? Is he Japanese? I, I, Nolan Bushnell. It could be anything. But the guy who invented Pong... Founded yeah. Atari, those two make sense, but also founded Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. And you know so what the there's E? There's no reason you know we, what would, the e? we, we would know this guy's name. Do you but, know what that the they E were in Chuck E. Cheese stands for? Chuck. Entertainment. Yep. Oh. 
Good job. Good yeah. job. I didn't so wait, connect Atari, yeah. all those. So was it was Atari an American company? I don't know. I was, I don't know. I was don't thought, ask us those Don't things. ask uh, questions. That's what I've learned during random. Gavin, Otherwise, we get all disentangled. Okay, sorry, well, we I'm always get disentangled. To... It yeah. never goes the way it's supposed to. It's um, an entanglement of epic proportions. <laughs> Okay, so um, a lot of people, as we know, are not having company parties, much less Christmas parties, family Mm -hmm. parties, but a lot of them are having virtual events. Now, Lori, I know when this all started, you thought, well, why am I, haven't I been invited to a virtual event? And then you thought, hmm, I don't want to be invited to a a virtual event. And if the family wants to have one, I don't care, I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. So you've very clearly stated your opinion on these things. Now, Rocco, you have a mom who lives in town, but, you know, COVID is real and people are worried about seeing family and stuff. Would you have a virtual event for... Rocco could because he would know how to do everything. (laughs) But would you like to? I mean, could you make it fun? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've done some family board games, and we checked yeah, in on uh, like Thanksgiving together. That. Right. Mm-hmm. But you, go ahead. Go ahead, finish. No, I was going to say, uh, just this the last week, I found out my sister and my mom sort of want to have a backyard Christmas fire pit, you know, present opening and, and dessert time. Yeah. It, it, so I think we're going to go with that, in case I'm, you're wondering. You know, yeah. I'm kind of sick of backyard stuff. Well, well, don't get sick of it yet, sister, because we're not out of the woods and we're far well, behind I, the vaccination line. asked me, what are we doing? And I said, just the three of us. Yeah. We, they're like, really? Yeah, not no, even we're anything? not getting together. And I'm thinking, well, maybe we could do a drive-by or something, but no, no one. No one. I said, yeah, you're going like, to learn how to love here's your Here's the thing. Just, we're going to... It's just what it is. Next year, it'll be completely different, I think, Whenever you think like you want to get bummed out about, oh, I was going to have a four day weekend or I'm really missing my family. Think about fam- people who have lost somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's so much like just we can get through this one last disappointment. Yeah, Where I was going with this whole thing about yeah. the things is would you attend a work virtual party? That's where I'm going with this. So a lot of works offices are having zoom virtual parties if we're having one we're having a luncheon we are on, on friday on friday why can't it be during drinking hours? because we <laughs> work be during we, those hours that's what i mean but i mean they could have it like right at six well here is the thing 20 percent of people say they're going to find a new outfit and get extra dressed up mm-hmm. um 22 of people so almost a quarter of people said their companies are having a virtual holiday party of some sort yeah um, what people are doing for those is they're buying like food gift cards and giving them to everybody so you can order a meal and eat it all at the same time and support yeah. local restaurants. Oh, I know cool. we're doing something yeah, like that right. here. We are doing that here. We're doing that here. So you're supporting the local restaurants. Yes, good. You're getting to. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dress up. Oh, it's something so fun to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if games are going to happen and that kind of thing. But there are ways like I'm having with my Woodbury mommies. I would hate to be in charge of planning the Christmas company party this year. Whatever person does that at the different companies. Whoa. Talk about an overwhelming, you know, to have to plan a Christmas party for this year. This would be the hardest year to plan. What's so hard? You give out a Zoom address. I'm just saying (laughs) it would be, it's a hard thing to plan as far as what will get people to be engaged, sign up to want to do it. It's like, I'm just saying it normally, yeah, let's, you know, we have it here in the party and there's an open bar and a shrimp thing and. Set people off and they we've go. Had, we've had really good Christmas parties. Yeah, there, I'm just saying that, you know, this would be like the bummer year to have drawn the short straw See, to be I think the company planner. I think it would have been easier this year than other. But I, again, so for so we're having something on Friday over lunch is our company one. Yes. And Lori, I expect red lipstick on you. Did you see oh, my, wait a minute. You're going to have to. Lori can't do a Zoom He can't even do it. I'm going to do it with you here. I'm having a procedure. Okay. Are you doing the Zoom while you're getting? I might be wearing scarves. I'm envisioning a lot of scarves and um, and maybe even a, a no. Full it's on. the next day that you look so bad. It's that's when this virtual party is. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. get your big mm-hmm. sunglasses out mm-hmm. so you could bring bring well, your you little can wear tablet your mask because we're gonna be sitting sure. side by side. So you have I, a are perfect we really? Reason. I, I feel like you should have your own instrument to do this. Oh, Julia, how am I gonna do show prep during lunch if we don't do it together? <laughs> Here's what she does in a Zoom conference call. And then Lori just sits and pretends to look at the camera and looks at her phone and does prep. And I look at the camera. You're not supposed to be giving these secrets away. No, Everyone knows. That's obvious. I've done only, like, we've we only haven't done, done three, two or three, three Zooms. Jeez Louise. No, we haven't done a lot. And the one Zoom I did, it was the top of my head for <laughs> an hour and a half. I never did clue into that. <laughs> I have very little Lori's Zoom care. Lori's new website is Julia slash Lori. <laughs> Julia dash, no, Julia space Lori. Lori yes. <laughs> That's a good website. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> Might okay, be still this, available. This is okay. So, do you agree? Now they're saying that these would be six traditions that we want to get rid of as a result of COVID. We are I'm getting still rid of. I'm shocked that you are thinking that this would be an easy year to be a party planner for a company. This would be the nightmare year. You send a Zoom link. You get everyone a gift card in advance. Get it all set up, and you plan some games, Lori. That Enjoy is easy. It. You right there, and you plan some games. Right there is the minefield. Well, that's because you don't like to do that. No, 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 no. You got to take into account your company. What if you're a company that, uh, you know, you pack gift boxes you all have day long? Certain divisions have their party together. It's not an all play. No, 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 no. You take that Speaking back. Average, I want you to walk I that I'm not back. Going to I, in, I don't. in defense of people who had to plan the parties this year. And just they just were okay. Like, so Wisconsin is telling people to not eat the cannibal sandwich at holiday what the hell time. What a cannibal sandwich? It's a tradition in Wisconsin, and local health officials are warming warning against it. It's called the tiger meat sandwich. What? I've never heard of this. It consists of raw beef, 
hamburger. Like steak tartare? Yeah, but well, basically. Of, yeah. But steak it's, tartare. Yeah, but it's only garnished with salt, pepper, and raw onions and served on rye bread. Steak tartare, you put in Worcestershire sauce, you work an egg, an egg but it's into still raw it. meat. But it is. They're just saying. Fine sirloin Try chopped not up. to have the tiger meat sandwich in Wisconsin. Don't even. I mean, how could anyone? People only eat those on a dare. Okay, can I tell or you who really needs our That's love this year? Awful. Who needs some love and support? Bosses. Bosses. No one's thanking them. No one is thanking them, and they need it worse than ever. They've had a year too. So when you think about it, shoot your boss a little nice thing. Thanks for everything you've done for me this year. Because everyone has tried their best. Just keep that in the back of your mind. Lori's eyes have glazed over because she's giving me the Zoom address that she wants to help plan the party with me. I'm blinking in Morse code. Help me right now. Why don't you keep up on our... You, you know, you started out with the fact that the guy that started Atari, Pong, and Chuck E. Cheese was the same guy. Right. And I was like, hey, that's sort of interesting. And you guys were like, nope, we're moving on. Oh, yeah, that wasn't interesting <laughs> at all. I couldn't even believe she was telling us <laughs> Nobody that. cares about Charles Entertainment Cheese. Yeah, and nobody... Would, she's like, do you know his name? Like, oh, yes, Rocco and I were just... <laughs> Having a, a deep dive conversation about this guy. Yeah, who cares about his name? His story sounds interesting, though, at least to yeah. me. We'll, we'll find well, that out. Google it. You yeah, Google it. I've you don't spent tell some us time about it. it. I wish I would have spent more time on it instead of listening to yeah. bosses and party planning. But yeah. oh well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, it's done know now. your audience. Okay. Right? Know your audience, Rocco. <laughs> Which obviously you don't yet, but you're learning. All right. I hope Harry Styles sings this tonight on Jingle Ball, which airs tonight on the CW at 7 o'clock, Rocco. That's a show that okay. will have some competition for me with The Bachelorette. Who else is on Jingle Ball? I, I just, it's Harry, I stopped at Harry. You know, I'm, no, I'm it's in. more. I have it. I'm in for Harry. Dua Oh, good. Sam Smith. Yeah. Sean Mendez. My, all the, all the, all the cool Lipa kids. Dua. <laughs> yeah. I loved, okay, there was, there were like three great things that happened on SNL. It was not an A-plus week this week um, with Timothy Chalamet and Bruce Springsteen, although I would give it a, I would just give it a C-plus. But Bruce was amazing. Did you watch? Yeah. I yeah. I bit. mean, he was he so was great. great. The first song he played, Ghost, I mean, Max uh, Clem, or Max Weinberg back on the drums and Clarence Clemens' kids, you know, on the horn. And that's a good song. We really hadn't played it. Yeah, I liked it. And damn, does he look good. He he's does. 71. And his wife was there. Patty. I mean, dude, he just like, he's giving 71 age goals. For sure. Oh, for sure. For guys. His hair, mm-hmm. everything. You can tell he works out. He had the tight-fitted Nice dark denim shirt on. I just loved everything about how all of them looked. Even Stevie Van Zant and you know from The Sopranos because yeah. he has that you know look. Kind of forget that he has this iconic character on The Sopranos yes. that he's also an actor. Anyway, Rocco, what you think of Bruce? Yeah, I liked it. I li- I only saw the first song and I liked that. I thought the the band was sounding good. And, yeah. Um. Yeah. And my wife was like, God, I hope they don't. You know, because him and Lil's and Stevie are always known for just sharing a mic. Well, and, they, and they're right there. Yeah. Like, right? yeah. And apparently well, how they've like, they've all been quarantining together for like two weeks together. Right. Testing, having everything. Right. 
Like they've been, I mean, if SNL does anything to Bruce, I'm going to lose my mind too. I'm going to be as mad at them as I am at the CMAs about Charlie Pride. Anyway, but I think that that's what they did. They had them all stay in the city at a a place. I don't know how SNL does the 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 audience. I I don't don't know anything about that, but the the chick who... The, not the chick, but the actress who did the Dolly impersonation during she weekend after she oh, yeah. Villa Senor. Right? Yeah, she was hysterical. Yes. So good, and that was really her singing. That was a highlight. And then the Dionne Warwick um, talk show, which was right off the hot of the heels of Dionne Warwick having the thing with Chance the Rapper and letting Twitter know it's really her, and she's just like giving us life, Queen of Twitter. And when Timothy Chalamet. I burst out laughing when he came out as Harry Styles. He had that down to a T. He did. And then whenever who the SNL person was came out as Timothy Chamelet. Yeah. Down to a T. Yeah. 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 Really. It was a machine gun. Really. Kelly yeah. is PA. That skit was really great. It was. Deanne Warwick let us know how she felt about it. She too. loved it, didn't she? She did. She um, she said this was a hilarious birthday gift because she turned 80 on Saturday. Thank you. And then she thanked the right Twitter handle. That young lady's impression of me was very good. And who knew Brittany Warwick, and she copied, that's her niece, had so many jobs. That's fine. Because they made fun of that. And, um, um, And then, you know, pressing them about Wendy Williams. That was hysterical. That was funny. That I was very funny. Was, yeah, it was very um, timely. Very, more timely than the cold open. And yep. it just kind of fell flat. You know what? I feel like those guys were just not into it. They were like so awestruck that Bruce was around. I don't know. All right. And then fair. some people were yelling at Bruce that he didn't play Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Oh, for crying out loud. Get it. And people, this He's is got the, an album to promote. Yeah, and this is the problem with social media. All people do a lot of times is yell. Yeah. Yell, yell, yell. Yeah, but he sang too. I can't remember the other song that he sang. Uh, uh, oh, I'll See You in My Dreams. I like that song. Yeah, more slow. Not a, not a banger rocker like uh, Ghost. But anyway, that so those were the three highlights for me. And people were surprised that Timothy Chalamet is not British or French. Right, that he that grew up New right there in New York in Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor Swift, oh, she sold on Friday alone. How many? 134,000 copies of really? CDs and albums. This is good for the, you know, record stores. I, I, I think it do, is. Yeah, yeah. So she's going to have a huge... Huge hit, and people, critics are loving it. John Bream's on tomorrow. We'll ask him about it. Yep. Um, Holly posted the trailer that is, if you do have some time off um, over the holidays and you're wondering, what am I going to watch? Maybe you've already watched The Crown or Queen's Gambit <laughs> or whatever you've watched. What am I going to do but next? you want, like, so you, Emily in Paris, which was another bite of deliciousness yes. to binge. We've got the show Bridgerton, which is coming from Shonda Rhimes. Wait. Shondaland and Netflix released the first trailer for it. I mean, you guys, Netflix has spent some money on this thing. Looks and it's so good. Julie Andrews narrating. It's the Regency era. So would you say that's like 18th century of of England? Ju- um, Judy, um, Julie is narrating it like Gossip Girl. She's yes. this anonymous woman who's reporting on all these society people 
Coming and, out to balls and, and just trying to get married Regency and stuff. era yes, England. Yes. And we posted the Looks trailer. so much fun. But it is a candy-coated confection of... A candy-coated confection. Ama- amazing. And um, one of our favorite bloggers, you know, Lainey. Yes. Um, she writes this. She said, romance is one of the biggest sectors of book publishing there is. Because Bridgerton is based on Julia... Quinn's mm-hmm. historical novels, which have been like popular. I mean, they came out first out like twenty years ago. I've got some of these books at home, Laurie. Did you look it I've, up? I yeah, I recognize the, the, the name, title. The, how it's so, I, romance is a huge. Listen genre. to how huge though it is worth a, over a billion dollars a year, which makes it the same size as mystery and sci-fi fantasy combine yet romance novels we don't get have any... been excluded from yep. the mad stampede to adapt into movies and TV shows over the last 20 years we're on our third Spider-Man 18th Batman in as many years and only just now getting a major adaptation of a modern romance novel and it is long overdue Lainey writes that Hollywood begin to take romance novels seriously as adaptable Material, they come in literally every flavor of genre. They do. Historical, mm-hmm. comedic, dramatic, mystery thriller, fantasy, paranormal, mm-hmm. our Layla we, yeah. we just had on. And there's so many sprawling story franchises. Really, the only way that romance is stuck in, romance books have uh, snuck into cinemas is through like young adult historical fiction, right. and most notably with Jane Austen. For Emma and Sensibility, right, that right. that it's just why well, Chris, isn't getting it? Why aren't they getting? Because you don't get any. I've read romance novels my whole life. You don't really. You never cared for them. No, no, that that you're not answering think, the big well, question. The bigger picture, I think people are judgy about them. No, you don't think that's why. I think people are judgy about no. them. No, Hollywood doesn't, doesn't cater to what women want. Well, I think they and should. That is, but a that's fact. just ridiculous. It is. Because and, I don't care about Spider-Man. I so don't care about Marvel. I so don't care about Star Wars. So you have to give Netflix some credit for giving Shonda a big, beautiful budget, mm-hmm. saying yes to this, because you know, you can tell, this was all filmed before. This has been done for a year. Yeah, before COVID. And, and that when Shonda and her team pitched the show, that... That they were like, yes, and they were like, and it's going to cost you a lot of money. And they were right. like, yes, dropping in the holiday sweet spot of December 25th. Maybe Bridgerton will make Hollywood sit up and take notice that they are missing a huge, huge slice of the pie that is already built, already has so built many in options. Audience. Built in Built aud- in audience. audience. Unbelievable. So they're just treating... Bridgerton with like big budget, like it is in the superhero sci-fi fantasy genre. I'm really glad about that because really, this is something that women want to watch. Yes, gosh, I can't. And the fact surprised me that romance is that big of the publishing thing. Like that number surprised me one billion that it is more than mystery and sci-fi because. If you go look on the top 20, I mean, you'll see a Norma Roberts, you'll see a right. Julia Quinn, you'll right. see a, um, right. uh, Elizabeth, Susan Phillips, you'll see a Hannah, yeah. Christian Hannah. You know, hers are stories, but they're love stories. Many yeah, of Christian Hannah is not She's not as love story. Well, she, they, they wouldn't put her in that. It's weird even how they divided right. at the... 
at the bookstores. Anyway, Lainey just is writing. She hopes, that, you know, that Lisa like, Jewell is another one. I yeah, mean, I just think of all these. Hollywood sit up and take notice. Yay. Because, like, the ladies, like, I'm thinking of Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon, they realize they've touched an appetite that pe- people like mysteries. Oh, 100%. With big little lies and, right. you know, big sky. I mean, we're getting that. But anyway, I mean, that's why Outlander is so wildly popular. Uh, because it's like, got it, romance. Epic romance. Okay. Brought to life. I mean, what is better than on no. the screen? Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Those books, wow. Those are a lot of work to read those books. I'd much rather watch the show. I read the first one. It took me a long time, but it was epic. I do feel like I'd watch a lot more romance movies and TVs of this sort, you know, of this that, way. This yeah, way. you do, Laurie. I would, because I love all that. I mean, even uh, watching Rain on the CW, which is a this historical romance. This is really romance. kind of your way. You I, don't read it, you watch it. I like to watch That's it. That's kind of funny. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Well, you know, they came out. So that's posted if you want to take a look at it and get as excited as we obviously are are about it. How many more days till Christmas? Yeah. It's the 14th today. So, yeah. 11 days. All right. When we come back, Lori, we're going to Hollywood speak something absolutely something-ish. Okay. Back to the doghouse. Do we have to go there? Yeah. Oh, gosh. We'll be right back. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood. Hollywood speaking. What is the meaning of this? All right, uh, Julie, I know yes, you dear. love to Hollywood speak Halle Berry. Um, <laughs> she was thirsting on Instagram and she posed in a photo with her boyfriend, Van Hunt, his concert t-shirt. And she, But this is what she wrote. That time I was Saturday swinging with my man and she's sipping whiskey and doesn't have any pants on. She's just so she wants us to buy his music or know his name. Basically. Oh. How old is Van Sant? Fifty-two. How come we don't know of him? Because he's had to wait till he met Halle Berry so people <laughs> could find out who he is. People are like, oh, let me. I mean, does I that wanna, make you look at? I, I want to look at Rago, Van Sant. Do you know music? who Van Sant is? And does Halle Berry posing um, pantless in his uh, concert T-shirt make you want to listen to him? Van Zant. Van Sant. S a n d t. 
Okay, I know that there's Van, some Van Sant brothers. Van in. Hunt. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Van Zant was was who the guy's in. Who is Van um, Sant? Okay, I don't know. No, Van Hunt. Lori, okay. who are you today? I don't know. I'm Googling. It's Monday. Okay, Van Hunt is his name. Van Zant was uh, <laughs> the brothers in Leonard Skinner. Yes, right. that's right. Van. Gus Van Sant was kind of an indie hipster film director. Film director, and this Van guy Hunt. Van Hunt is. Halle Berry's boyfriend, and already it's not working because look at how he just gave all those other people publicity. Well, here's what we know about him. He's an American singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and record producer. He released his debut album, Van Hunt, in 2004 and a follow-up. In 2004? On the Jungle Floor in 2006. We don't know him. Yeah. He won a Grammy Award. Grammy. Grammy. They're giving out Grammy Awards. Um, for best R and B performance with a duo or a group with vocals. When was that? Um, long time ago. Yeah, you know, hey everybody, here's my man Van Hunt. But it's kind of hard to read on the T-shirt. He's Van Van Sant's cousin. It's not. It's the font. It almost looks like Van Lunt too, because the the bar across the H is not so. I guess that's what he's most known for. for But he wrote a book, um, and I know we were going to read it. He got crabby, and then he got it okay. In 2006, it was called Red Carpets and Other Banana Skins. Did we have him on our show? No, we we just talked about this. He got bitchy. Yeah, he did. He he, was pissed off at Hollywood. He called Madonna because they were in a movie together. That was it. They were in a movie. They were thick as thieves, and they were in the movie called "The Next Best Thing," where they played friends who decide to have a child together, which leads to a custody battle, and it was a huge bomb. box office bomb. bomb. And he was on which the, is such a surprise for her. And he was on the heels of my next or my best friend's wedding. I mean, I think he had like more. Actor status. Yeah, he was more popular than her. Yeah, and in his book, he called Madonna a whiny old barmaid. Now, Hollywood speak that. This would is you why be, are we Hollywood speaking this 12 years you, later? But because he has, he gave an interview where he said, well, no, he hasn't seen her, but they, yes, they are friends. Still, a whiny old, old barmaid. barmaid. Now, would would you be offended if Rocco called us that five whiny years old later? Barmaids, or or Donnie calls us that in I the really book. Would. He said, "Yeah, I, I think it smells stinky." Yeah, it's, it's not a compliment. There's no reading between the lines. It's a gal. He's hitting you on age. <laughs> being called whiny, no one, even when you're no. a kid and you're being whiny and your parents tell you you're being whiny, you get even whinier about being told you're being whiny. And that you're a bar, a, a you bar at the bars and you smell. Because he's an Englishman yeah. and um, it's better. Very, at least he didn't yeah, call she's her. got a pub smell. Yeah, that's not a good, That nothing about that's happy. Yeah. I would be offended. So, yeah. Rocco. Um, Don't ever call us whiny old barmaid. One of my favorite, it kind of reminds me, last week, one of my favorite things you said, Lori, was that Johnny Depp looked like <laughs> a swashbuckler lined up on a rum charge or something. Do you remember what you oh, said? Yes. A swashbuckling pirate lined up in, or yeah, behind um, bars for, for yeah, smuggling for rum. rum. <laughs> yeah. It's similar. Yeah, no, that's what he was. Okay, Disney World, please. Hollywood speak this. Oh, I saw this. We okay. So Disney World, uh, will they have been photoshopping masks onto? They call them visitors. Mm-hmm. And I guess the guests are a target. The visitors are, are at Disneyland. Disneyland. Seems like that's the other. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. After people got mad because 
they were photoshopping a mask on everyone on the ride. Because, of course, people screaming out in the ether, in the air, with the droplets, they're like... And all, mask us. Yeah, mask so they us. said they're... They're going to stop Disney's it. Is Disney still open right now? Yeah. We, here's what they want you to know. Yeah. Speak. We are no longer doing this and continue to expect guests to wear face coverings except when actively eating or drinking while stationary. So what they're saying is people are supposed to have their masks on during the rides. Don't you and know And they that? don't. Oh, right. Which is why they've been digitally uh, covering them, them up. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, what you expect people to do and what they will do, Mouse House, is a very different thing. Yeah. You know. But how about that? Well, I mean, I kind of saw that and I'm like... Mm. I'm kind of surprised Abigail get, Disney didn't get on that one. But that was unmasked by there's, social media sleuths. There's too much to to get on right now. Yeah. I don't know what the happiest place on earth thought they were going to do with all these digital mask makeovers. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now Meghan Markle, she made a surprise appearance on CNN Heroes TV special last night to pay homage to the frontline workers. She was there in a pretty blouse, and she talked about this, you know, just talked about, like, I don't know what she talked about, just thanking people <laughs> and food, and, you know, she, I don't know. I just, she just yeah, showed up. Yeah, it was she showed a, a up. I watched it. For her. But I want to know, what. how will the newspapers yell at her for showing up on a CNN Heroes TV special thanking and acknowledging frontline workers. How will they make this be something horrible? You know they're trying, so I'm just wondering. You, I don't know. All right. so Could you even think that deviously? They literally yell about everything she does, I and know. I'm just wondering how do you yell at someone who makes an appearance on the CNN Heroes show? She's a detention-grabbing um, Prince stealing. There you um, go. Hooker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she's taking attention away okay, from what the front line This is workers. another good insult of what? A hooker? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something. Ju- attention seeking. Grabbing. Attention grabbing Prince stealing hooker. Yeah. Okay. Now, what was the first one at the beginning in this segment? The barmaid. Oh, the yeah. whiny old barmaid. barmaid. Okay, these are two good ones. Yeah, these are two good ones. <laughs> anyway, Julia, there you go. That's how they're going to do it. And, uh, yeah, they'll figure that's what the, exactly the tech. You're taking attention away from the very people you want to honor. Why, you are, you, why are you going why on a show yep. that asked you to be? And, you know, she really is. Um, she knows how it. to deliver. No, she yeah. knows how to look She's in the camera. Actress. She really is so good at this. The royal family screwed up. I wonder if she'll go back so to acting. much for the modern. I miss her in suits. No, she was so good. In I suits. know. I mean, she really was. That was a good show. And Snoop Dogg, I want you to go back in your doghouse and just think about what you said about the Cardi B song and woof out an apology. All right, there you that's go. all I got to say.